From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 20th of June 2022. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including Colombia's election results and the transgender swimming ban. We'll also be answering today's big question. Why was a compromising story about the Prime Minister's wife suddenly pulled? As well, we discuss the UK's largest rail strike for decades. But first, Macron loses his majority. Two months after being re-elected president, the first president to win re-election since Jack Chirac, Emmanuel Macron has lost his parliamentary majority. Whilst his alliance, Ensemble, remains the largest grouping in Parliament, they garnered just 245 seats in Sunday's election, far below the 289 needed for an absolute majority. The elections saw both the far-left and far-right surge. The far-left Noops alliance, headed by Jean-Luc Mélenchon, is on course to get 131 seats. Marine Le Pen's Rassemblement National Party has seen a tenfold increase in seats, from just 8 to 89. Macron will now likely look to the right-wing Republicans to build a working majority, something that might not be immediately on the cards after their chairman called the result a stinging failure for Macron. The Prime Minister, Elizabeth Bourne, called the results a risk for our country. There is already pressure on her to resign. Gustavo Petro, a former left-wing guerrilla, ex-mayor and senator, has won Colombia's presidential election. Petro's victory is historic in a few ways. It marks the first time that Colombia has elected a leftist president, and his running mate, Francia Marquez, will be the country's first black female vice president. Petro defeated right-wing businessman Rodolfo Hernandez in yesterday's runoff vote by 50.44% to 47.31%. Both Petro and Hernandez ran on platforms promising change, taking advantage of the deep unpopularity of Colombia's outgoing right-wing government, rising inequality, inflation and violence. Petro's campaign pledges include banning oil exportation, tackling inequality and corruption, implementing a wealth tax and seeking negotiations with a still-active ELN rebel group, while upholding the 2016 peace deal with FRAC rebels. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Germany will reopen and fire up coal power plants in an attempt to preserve gas supplies ahead of the winter, following Russia's tightening of gas flows to Europe. Economy Minister Robert Harbeck from the Green Party described the move as bitter, but simply necessary. He added it was the highest priority to do everything to store as much gas as possible that can be used in winter. Officially, Germany aims to phase out coal by 2030. However, the government is now working on emergency laws to temporarily bring back up to 10 gigawatts of currently idle coal plants for up to two years. Russian gas giant Gazprom said it recently restricted flows through the Nord Stream pipeline due to repair work though EU officials believe Russia is punishing allies of Ukraine. In a landmark decision yesterday, the World Governing Body of Swimming, or FINA, has decided that transgender female athletes are unable to participate in elite sporting events if they have experienced any part of male puberty. 
The decision was taken in Budapest after the publication of a report which found that transgender female athletes have a significant advantage over cisgender females even after taking testosterone suppressants. In total, 71% of the 152 national federations in Budapest voted for the change. This change actually set swimming aside from other sports, the vast majority of which haven't introduced a ban on scientific grounds. While many have testosterone limits, the only other Olympic governing body to introduce an outright trans ban was World Rugby, who introduced a similar ruling in 2020. FINA have, additionally though, opted to introduce a new open category, which trans athletes would be able to compete in. The first Apple Workers Union has today been created in the US. Workers in the Apple Store in Maryland have voted, by a margin of 2 to 1, to unionise. The decision was relayed to the National Labour Relations Board. The union is called the Apple Coalition of Organised Retail Employees, or Apple Corps for short. While the workers in Maryland are the first to have officially unionised, there's evidence that other Apple retail workers are planning to follow suit. Of Apple's 270 US stores, more than two dozen have expressed an interest in unionising. Apple management are obviously not a huge fan of their retail workers unionising. Last month, upon increasing pay for retail workers from $20 an hour to $22 an hour, the head of Apple Retail released a short video explaining that unions could hurt Apple's business. Following today's news, Apple management said it had nothing to add at this time. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including our discussion of why a compromising story about the PM's wife was suddenly pulled, and the UK's rail strike chaos, then watch the extended edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.